What is up, North Central? So excited to be here. Um, it wasn't too many years ago that I was sitting right out there. I usually sat right around there, but it was the old chapel. So it was these pews, and they'd always squeak a little more than like these cool chairs, and they weren't as comfy either. So you guys don't know how blessed you are uh, to be here, but it definitely feels like home coming back to this chapel. And I realize as I say that, I have a real big Minnesotan accent. I feel home. Um, if you're not from Minnesota, you definitely pick that up. Um, just thank you so much, Dr. Graham, Dr. Anderson, for having me here. It's a huge honor. Um, ten years ago, I was sitting out there, like I said, and honestly, you know, talking about building a business out of my dorm room, it was 2 East Phillips. I remember it, room 214B, 214B. And is, two, is room 214B in here today? Are those two students? I heard a whistle. I don't... <laughs> Two twelve, not not quite. Two <laughs> Keep working, man. Where where are you at? Two fourteen. Stand up. I just want to see what you look like. Okay. The kid's got potential. He's got potential, folks. Um, no, a lot a lot can be said about building a business out of your dorm room. But honestly, um, my time here at North Central, um, what God built in me in these in in these walls here at this chapel. Um, that was truly remarkable. I really don't think I'd be where I am today had I not had my time here at North Central. It's huge. Um, and it's just what God does in these four, or in my case, five years at North Central. Um, or in some people, two. Stretch it to five, people. You'll get so much more. You're going to love it. Um, <laughs> talk to me after. Um, no, but one of, the, one of the big things that I'm really passionate about, Dr. Graham hit on this, um, just being passionate wherever you're at. Um, Dr. Anderson, uh, during my time here, I, was actually, I ju actually just showed him this, um, but I was going through my notes in chapel. I used this Bible, this very Bible. He goes, oh, that's your old school. That's your non-tech. And I go, hey, let me show you the note. And I showed him a note that I took literally in my Bible from him there. I've looked at that so many times since. Um, so this time in your life, it is impactful. And honestly, Dr. Anderson, you've had so much impact on my life. I I think about it, the two things that constantly us as a North Central body, I say us because I'm still a ram, like I am still here. Um, I say us, the thing that we are passionate about is competent skill while having a spirit empowered and anointing. It's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. We got to have both. Church body, student body, if you can think about this, we can't have just amazing talents and skills. We got to have God's anointing on it. It's not enough to have the skills. We've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit in this. I've seen this play out in my life, my business. We've got to have both. And if there's just a message, I feel like Bill Tibbetts. Um, Bill Tibbetts is monumental in my life too. Just an amazing guy. You've got to get around him during your time here. No matter what your major, get around that man. Um, he didn't pay me to say that, but Bill, you can give me 20 bucks after if you want. Um, but... I think this is it. There's no separation between the sacred and the secular. Like, that's literally it. Once we decide to take away this barrier, everything opens up for us. Uh, so today, I just want to hammer that home. There's no, there's no separation between the secular and the sacred. The sacred and the secular. Um, and today, I want to just talk about this. A spirit of excellence with God's anointing. Got to have that. A spirit of excellence with God's anointing. If you're taking notes today, um, which I know all of you are, um, if you have a pad and paper or if you're on your iPhone or whatever, or you just have a pen, feel free to use your neighbor's arm. Um, but 
If you're taking notes today, I, I label this message, I call it, you don't need to advertise a good party. Why? Because a good party advertises itself, right? How many of you have ever been invited to a good party and you're like, you're there, right? You don't need to get the formal invite. You're like, every one of my friends is going, I'm there too. And I really think that's a good illustration of what this looks like. Our skill, God's anointing, when those two come and play together, um, things happen. You don't need to advertise a good party. It advertises itself. Um, now, I know as I came up here today, you know, walking up, gave Dr. Graham a handshake, first thing you guys all thought about me was, man, this guy, does he live in the gym? I mean, he's ripped. Um, right? I, if you thought that, it's okay. It's okay. You know, you can, you can admit that. I got, you know, muscles on muscles. Well, you laugh. <laughs> well, well, it was about a year ago that I decided, you know what? This was my mission. I wanted to gain 25 pounds of muscle. Um, anybody in here who's ever tried to gain just raw muscle knows it's a lot of work. Well, I thought this is a great goal to have. I'm going to gain 25 pounds of muscle. I kind of hit that stage in life where I was like, this is my goal. Um, so I hired a nutritionist. I mean, this guy helped me out. He looked at me. We were looking at like blood type potential for like what foods I should be eating. We were looking at everything. And he laid out this huge game plan of everything I'd need to eat. I mean, this thing was crazy. If you want to see this, just email me. Uh, my email is bill at coedmonkey.com. I will email you my eating list and you will be blown away at how much food I was going to have to eat. On top of that, I was going to have to work out like a beast, uh, just a beast. I was going to end up looking like a college football player or a WWE wrestler, one of the two. Um, and I guarantee I would have turned heads if I gained 25 pounds. But at the end of it, I say the end of it being one month later of... One month later of weighing food. I mean, I, had a, I bought a special machine to weigh my food because that's what you need to do. And... Um, I, one month later, I still work out. Um, I'm not eating like a beast, and I didn't gain the 25 pounds. So if you're wondering what I looked like before that whole endeavor, this is it. This is what I look like. Um, but, but during my time working out, and, you know, and I still work out, I'd like to stress that, though, but no 25-pound gains. Um, I learned a lot of stuff about working out, and one of the things was, I found this little thing. Um, now, trainers have special names for it. I just call it the stretchy thing, okay? You ever see the stretchy thing? I can do it. Look at this. Like, that, that was a trick. That was a trick. Um, here's the thing, though, the stretchy thing. I think this really illustrates really illustrates what we're talking about today. Skills, a spirit of excellence with an anointing. Skills, a spirit of excellence with an anointing. The beautiful thing about the stretchy thing, and if somebody knows the name of this, come up to me after, but the beautiful thing about the stretchy thing is this. See this right here? This tension is what creates muscle. Like, without tension, you can have all the skills in the world and you can just swing this thing. And you might hit stuff. You will hit stuff. Or... Look at the other side. Other side is you can be so in God's presence, and we have that saying too, where you're so heavenly minded, no earthly good. And we have all these things, we need to have this balance between the two. And I think skills often, it's like, what am I gifted in? I think skills go down to how are you stewarding your gifts? How are you just watching your money? It doesn't always come into this idea of you have to be the best at something. It means you have to take care of everything God's given you. So, I think this is just amazing. Tension, though, 
creates strength. We can't have one without the other, and that's what I think is so beautiful about this school, this idea of talents and skills, God's anointing. We need both. We need both. Beautiful thing about these two is that this one, I don't know what the weight is. Let's say like 25-pound resistance. You work your way up. You don't stay at this. But the beautiful thing about it is, too, there's a five-pound one to get you started. You don't start at the top. So both play a fact. So as I just kind of get into this, though, I want to start with this first idea of a spirit of excellence. What does that look like? What does that look like? A spirit of excellence. I think we have Bible stories all throughout Scripture of a spirit of excellence. We could list off Bible character after Bible character after Bible character. How many of you here were yesterday in chapel? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. How many of you weren't here? You don't have to raise your hand. It's okay. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, one of my favorite speakers in the world, I think, Paul Herkman, gave it up. And I'm going, to double up, I'm going to double up in my message here on his character of the day, David. Um, so if God's speaking about David, this is like double hit. Like God's really speaking about David because I'm going to be talking about him today. But here's the idea. Um, people don't care about what school you went to. They don't care about who your mom or dad were. They don't care about what church you go to or went to. Often, they don't even care about what your major was. And often, they don't care about hearing about your prayer life. I'm talking about people in the world here. And even Christians get sick of this stuff too if you always talk about it. But, let's just be honest, but people don't care about hearing about your prayer life, hearing about how long you spend in the Bible. Before they might ever open the Bible, they're reading you. They're going, I want to see what this guy what this girl does. I want to see how hard they work. They say a lot of stuff. They say a lot of things. They sure post a lot on Facebook and their Instagrams are sure inspirational. But let's see what they really do. Before they might ever read the Bible or go into a church service, they're sitting next to you. They're reading you. I really think this performance creates a platform. Performance creates a platform. Spirit of excellence. We got to have it. I think as Christians, which hopefully every one of us in this room are, we should be, Christians, we should be the most engaging. We should be the most authentic. We should be the most creative. We should be the most attractive in the sense that the world should look at us and go, what in the world is up with that person? Everything they touch, I see something different on them. That's what I believe for us as a student body here. It's all about a spirit of excellence. All about a spirit of excellence. We got to have it, church. We cannot just be people that run to the altars, post on Instagram, post on Facebook, and the world looks at our work habit and goes, they sure talk a lot. I don't see what they're doing. And I think that's almost like a call-out moment because that's something that I often, as somebody just in church, have not heard, that we got to be people that we crush it. We're going 100%. Whatever God puts in our path, stop looking at God's calling 10 years down the line and start looking at what he's got right here, right now. What am I going to put my hands to and just crush? What am I going to be the best at? It might be spiritual looking. It might not be. But you know what? People are watching. People are watching. The little things make the biggest impact. I don't care what major you're in today. Music majors, how hard are you practicing those things? I remember when I was a student here, music majors were in their music rooms like crazy. I was like, holy cow. But then I realized once you graduate what it takes to be an amazing person in music, it takes a lot, a lot of practice. Psychology majors, what are you doing outside of sitting in the classroom? 
What's, what are you doing? Pastoral majors, what are you doing besides sitting in your classroom or in your dorm talking about what the church could be doing different? Youth majors, what are you doing? Are you active in your youth group or are you just dreaming of someday I'm going to be a youth pastor? Business majors, what are you doing with the calling that God's put on your life for down the line? Are you actively seeking an internship? I don't care if you get an internship, start something, make a blog and start talking about something. Just do something because people listen. And I think that's really my big thing here. David, I said I was going to talk about David here. Paul teed it up yesterday, so I'm going to be as like high-level David, and that's okay because I'm not a pastor either. So like forgive me if I don't hit on all the little details. But David, I love his story. But here's the thing about David. Before he defeated Goliath, he was working in a field, tending his dad's sheep. Think about that. David had the most meaningless of meaningless jobs in the big people's eyes, but he crushed it. You know what he was doing when he was in the field? He was using that time, practicing with a little thing, a little slingshot. You guys ever see a slingshot? We're not talking about like the thing like this, you know, like, you know, we're talking about like one of these almost, you know, like a leather band thing, you know, you hold it, you put a rock in there, swing it really hard, you know, that's what David was doing practicing with the skill shot before he ever knew that that would be the thing that saved the nation of Israel. The little things make the biggest impact. Think about that. If he would have overlooked what God put right in his path right then as the brother in charge of the sheep, we might not have the history that we have today. All because David goes, okay, this is what God put in my hand right now. I'm going to just crush it. When the lion comes against me or a bear, I'm going to hit it. And in life, this is the reality. It's not, it's not if one comes, it's when one comes, what do we do? We got to be faithful with that. We got to be faithful. His classroom was the field. His textbook was a slingshot. That's literally it. He got good at what God put in his hand. What we do in the shepherd field often gets magnified in the battlefield. Like, that's a good line right there if you're taking notes. (laughs) What we do in the shepherd field often gets magnified in the battlefield. Um, You know, Dr. Graham gave a little intro about me, but in 08, 09, when the economy literally tanked and I lost so much, I mean, I went into big credit card debt, everything, I was forced to look at my life and my business and go, what in the world do I have? And I got really intentional. I go, if I'm going to dig out of this, I better be the best at something. And I decided customer care, like we're going to be the best at this. And it was just me at that time. And I decided, you know what? I don't care what my life looks like because I know in the future, I'm going to build something that's going to be amazing. So I would work. This was my day. I'm just going to highlight it so that your day doesn't sound so bad. Whenever you think of how your day is, you're like, oh no, it's Bill had it worse. I would literally wake up around 8, 8.30 in the morning, dread waking up, have emails ready in my inbox. I would do a quick Devo time, quick I say, quick Devo time, eat a little breakfast, hit send at 9 a.m. because that's when we opened. I'm an online business so we didn't have office hours. I'd shoot those emails out. They're already pre-drafted from the night before. 9 a.m., I'd look at the new emails, type out replies. Hey, I'll get back to you in the next two hours. We're really busy. We had to be busy because I'm replying to emails all morning. I'd work from 9 a.m. till 5 or 6 every day. Sit at Starbucks, wherever it was. Didn't matter what place I was at. Work hard. Lunch breaks weren't that big. Lunch breaks weren't. Lunch breaks were like me in the car between meetings eating a sandwich. There's nothing glorious about eating a sandwich. Like, try Instagramming that. Like, that's not motivational. But literally, it was those times. And then 
10, 11 at night till one in the morning, two in the morning often, I'd be working on marketing material, editing things. And on top of editing things, I was drafting emails because I hated the thought of waking up the next day at 8, 8.30 and having to sit there and reply to all those emails that came in after 5 p.m. and all the ones that came in at 9 a.m. So I literally worked both ends of the stick, bur burned both ends of the candle. It wasn't fun. It was not fun, but I looked and I go, someday this work is all going to be worth it. If you Google Coed Monkey right now, we have, I think, like 110 five-star Google reviews, which is just unheard of, like in, in business. Um, and we have a little thing we say, six-star customer care. That's what we're about. Why? Because Google only allows us five. It's those little things. Like, if we want to be exceptional in this, we got to be exceptional. But just like I said with David, when things come, got to be ready for those things. I remember the pinnacle order, a $7,750 order. I messed up. You know what? Before I did anything else, called the customer and go, hey, we're replacing all the shirts. My dime, $7,750. Three years ago, I remember it, $7,750. Because that's a big number. You can do a lot with 7,750 bucks. Replaced every one. And Dave goes, I can't believe it. Like anybody else would have ran away, something like that. I'm your customer for life. I'm referring people. That's what people are looking for. You can say I'm a Christian all day, but if your actions aren't proving it, if your $7,750 out of the lifetime of that customer doesn't back it up, it means nothing. Christians feel like sometimes you can take advantage of other Christians in business because, oh, we're just Christians. No, we're held to a higher standard. And I look at it like I don't care if I'm dealing with Christian or non-Christian. The world, everybody out there is looking for a spirit of excellence. Performance creates a platform. And this is a big thing. Promotion is never God's hard thing. Like he's never, God's never up in heaven going, oh, I wonder when I'll be able to promote somebody. I wish I, wish I could just promote somebody right now. Like God's looking for ways to promote us. But he, his big issue is always will our character, will our integrity, will our discipline, will our stewardship, can we actually carry that promotion? I'd say if we're looking for that promotion, if that's your thing, start looking at what God's put right in front of you. Start looking at, you know what, I'm going to answer those emails. I don't, care, I don't care if you're a business person, psychology, youth major, pastoral, you fill in the gap, undecided. Like, whatever it is, if you're not doing the little things right now, how in the world do you expect to shine and build those strength muscles? Because again, we're talking about this. Talking about this. Are you willing to do those little things? Are you willing to do them? Stand up, stand up. Because when you do, literally, you don't need to advertise a good party. People do it for you. People literally do it for you. Talent and skill. So we're back to this thing here. Back to this thing here. We've talked a little about the talent side, skill, and just a spirit of excellence. We got to do it. We got to do it. That's what we're here in school for. Now I want to talk about this other side here. Because again, we can be skilled, but are we filled? Do we have this side covered? Because without both of them, we're not building muscle. We're not making the most impact. What I love about this is, Basically, this simple, simple, simple idea. We got to have God's anointing. We got to have his presence. It should be our defining characteristic. It should be our defining characteristic in the marketplace. It should be our defining characteristic when we're in the pulpit. It should not be our talent. It should be look what God's doing. If it's about us, we're all wrong. I love this passage. Simplest passage. Psalm 23. If you have your Bibles here today, Love this passage. This is one of my favorites because when I was growing up, I had a choice. Um, my mom was going to take a nap. I could either take a nap or read the Bible. And I would read the Bible because I hated taking naps. And the only, the only chapter I really understood was Psalm 23. So that's why I read over and over. 
Quick passage here. Psalm 23, I'm going through verse 5 and 6. Second half of 5. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Now, I'm going to need, um, I got Tony here. Where's Tony? Student by president, my man. Okay, we talked about this a little before. Let's give it up for Tony. I was student by president in 0506. Okay, Tony, we talked about this. Go get the prop. Um, I was going to do a human video, but I figured that was a little outdated. I didn't think you guys would really, you know, sync with the human video. So I figured, let's do a sermon illustration. Um, Tony's going to put this down here, but what I want to talk about this, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I love this passage in Psalm because I picture David. Now David at this point had already been anointed king. He's king. And he's, as he's writing this Psalm, thinking back on the time when Solomon, the prophet, anointed him. And this is the big thing. You anoint my head with oil, my cup. I got this cup here, okay? My cup overflows. Tony, you can just sit down here. My cup overflows. Look at this. Okay, so, oh no, it overflowed. <laughs> you know. um, I plan that. Plan that. Um, my cup overflows. This idea of when God's anointing's on you, it just overflows. Like literally, the cup can't contain it. I love that. But the passage after is this. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. This idea of drip, 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 drip. God's anointing isn't something that we go, hey, everybody, look, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Let's have this conversation. Where are you in your faith? No, I love this idea of if we are literally God's cup, if we're just a cup and it's up to him to pour in that cup, I love the idea that we do nothing. We do nothing. We just let it pour and then it drips. How effortless is that? Like if we take, if we, let's go back to this thing, the stretchy thing. We take care of this side. God takes care of this side. What impact? You don't need to advertise a good party. Why? It advertises itself. Like literally, this idea of Psalms. Uh, Tony, would you, I, I need an illustration here. People just aren't meshing with us. Take off your shoes. They got to get the full picture. Okay. Um, we need, so we got, we got David here. Let's give it up for David. Let's give it up for David. Would you take off your hoodie though? Take, um, we, need those Sal, we, we need those Samuel, the prophet. I talked to Dr. Anderson. Dr. Anderson, come up here. We're going to illustrate this. So let's, we're going to roll our sleeves up. Now, here's what we're going to do. I want to show you what this actually looks like. Tony, I want you to go right in this pool. I bought this on Amazon. <laughs> Kneel down. We're going to simulate this. This is what it looked like, okay? Picture you back in the day. Here it is. Now, Samuel over here. Um, Dr. Anderson's been dreaming about this since I told him he was going to do it. I guarantee. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Anderson, anoint him in oil. How would this look like? You're, you're a Bible scholar. No, no. It, it didn't look like that. That's weak. That's like what babies get. Um, no, I want, I want you to pour, pour the cup on his head. Pour, pour it on his head. More. He's not really, more. More. All of it, just pour the cup. The whole cup. Um, wait, Solomon, is he really anointed in oil? Okay, okay, I'll, I'll answer for him. When the, pre, when the prophet would anoint the king, it wasn't just this little drip on the head, it wasn't just this little thing, it wasn't that, it was literally the whole body. 
And there were actually five ingredients that went into this oil. If I had more time, I'd talk to you about all five. But Dr. Anderson, we got to get him more wet because he's been, in the, he's been in the field all day, remember? He's been fighting lions and beasts and lambs keeping. We got we to gotta cover him because he's full of junk, okay? Um, now, oh, here's the, here's the deal. Here's the deal, oil is amazing because oil has so many properties. It wasn't just this idea of I'm gonna dip this guy in oil. It wasn't just that, it was literally, this is God's spirit on you. This is God purifying you. Okay, so Dr. Anderson, let's be a little more liberal with like, (laughs) just, you know you've wanted to do this. Yeah. I tried to get it warm, but I knew it wouldn't last, so I just put it under cold. Oh, I love it. We got another. He's, he's missing it over here, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we need this side. It's not, it's got to be fully wet. Every, this, I'm really surprised though. This kiddie pool is really working. You in the balcony have a better view than everybody back there. I feel sorry for you guys. 2EP, 214, you got to come up here more. Dr. Anderson, he's, he's dry under his arms. I'm sorry, Tony. Um, I'm really sorry. Um, sometimes, sometimes priests or prophets had help too. You get that side. I'm gonna get this side. We're gonna. We gotta. He's been working. It's, his feet are very important. Uh, just down. Um, I see one more. Oh, oh. Um, I cleared out everything in the kitchen, I swear. Um, Dr. Anderson, let's do this one together. A great, we're just gonna crowning jewel on him right there. Just really slow, oh, it's beautiful. And down, oh. Let's give it up for Dr. Anderson. Yeah, you can put that down. Um, okay, 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 okay. Dr. Anderson, thank you so much. You've, you've done more than preach. You've, te- you've taught us. And uh, I, I really think visual always trumps. Okay, okay, here, let me wrap it up just like this. Just like this, though. Um, this idea of, Tony, now you're drenched. Stand up quick. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, and it says, surely mercy and love will follow, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Tony, come over here, walk with me. Everywhere, well, oh, you guys can't see it, but it, he's wet. He's leaving a mark. Walk over here. Every place, let's just, let's just think about it. These, two, these two girls help me with the water. Let's give it up for them. Um, every place Tony goes, is he trying to let the water drip from him? No, it's safe to say that. No, he is not. Um, On top of that, here's the beautiful thing. If he was really covered in oil right now, he would be smelling so beautiful. He would be smelling so beautiful. You smell, okay, I can't even smell you actually. Don't get that close, don't get that close. (laughs) The anointing oil left a presence. It left a presence, it dripped. If we're talking about our skill, you stay there, Tony. Our skill, our, our skill, you don't hug me. 
If we talk about our skill and we talk about God's anointing, we talk about you don't need to advertise a good party. Why? It drips. It advertises itself. And Dr. Anderson's retiring, right? How, how long? How many months? Oh, it's too soon. He looks a little lonely. Would you give him a hug for me? Let's give, it up. Let's give it up for Tony and Dr. Anderson. Tony and Dr. Anderson. Um, okay, church, student body, I think, I think you get the point. We need both. We need both. Our skill, God's anointing, drip. I just want to challenge you with this simple idea. Is, are there areas in your life, are there things that God's putting on you where you realize, you know what, I've been really living like this, swinging, hoping God shows up? Or have you been living like this? I'm just going to wait for God. Just wait. I'm going to wait. Or are you engaged and going, God, I need you. I can't live without you. I'm going to work as hard as physically. People are going to notice that I'm different. Everything I do is going to bring you glory. Everything I do is going to bring you glory. Spirit of excellence, God's anointing. With that, I'd just like to invite Dr. Graham up. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) 